Welcome to the Truth and Grace podcast hosted by Swan, Laterica, and Amber. Let's get ready for our newest episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey, y'all. It's Friday. Welcome back. It's Truth and Grace Friday. Hey, Swan. How y'all doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? There she go with them cancel bags again. Being windy over there with them cancel bags. Hey, Laterica, how you doing? I'm feeling good, feeling great. Yes, it's Friday. I'm excited. Yes. It's a good day. TGIF. Hey, man, we back for another week. This is episode nine. Y'all, this has been a real good season. Nah, I have been enjoying it. We're over that season two fan. Come on now. Oh. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> that was a real throwback right there. Go, girl. <laughs> this has been a great season. It I have has. enjoyed it. It's been it. a deep season. Yes. A good season. I've, been, I've enjoyed recording. I've enjoyed listening. It has been great. I have. I'm enjoying y'all so, so much. So what we getting into today? Okay. What so, you got, DJ Latir? Our song for today is The Blood Will Never Mm-mm. Lose Come on. Its Power. Come on, push through. Set it reaches. Reach your arms up high. You got to the high. high. Mountain. You better sing it. You better sing it. And it flows to the low. Get real low. That's good. The blood yes, Lord. that Jesus shed. Yes, Lord. Wait a minute. I think I forgot the Hey, no. Oh, today. Yes. Today. Yes, Lord. It will never lose. It will never lose. It's power. I love it. That's the wrong version, but I love it. <laughs> we we sing that growing up in my church, but okay. I love it. First of all, the version that Amber sung in her church was a version it I would have the, never heard of before. It was the correct But the version, version that I just sung is what we sung on first Sunday. Okay. <clears throat> that's fine. I sung it a little better with the choir, with all of our voices blended together. With the, with the harmonies, that's the I understand. Yeah, yes. you know, I could really find my soprano when we sung it together. Amen. Y'all still there listen to those things. They still Y'all here. Still that woke Thank everybody you. up on this Friday morning, mm-hmm. didn't Yes, it? and you need to wake up to the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Come on. You need mm-hmm. to wake up to the blood. Some mornings when I wake up, mm-hmm. that'd be the first thing that come out of my mouth is mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus. Because right, you got to wake up and you got to push death back. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And you got to speak out your mouth the blood of Jesus. Sometimes when you just driving down the road, you got to just declare the blood of Jesus, you All know? Right. You just got it. The blood, it'll never lose its power. It would never lose. So that is what, that is our topic today. The blood of Jesus. Why it's so important. Why it's so necessary. And then with Easter coming up as well. Next week, yeah. It's coming up on us fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, that's awesome. So what we, what we, what we into today, Terry? Listen, listen. So even, even with us, you know, just singing about the blood, never losing its power. Like for you guys, what does it mean to never lose? Ooh. When we first started talking about this, that question, it, it got me stuck a little bit. Like, what does that mean to not lose? But I think um, just not lacking. I feel like if I have what I need, if I feel stable, I, I don't feel like I'm losing. I don't feel defeated, I guess. I just, um, just to have what I need. And also to recognize it because sometimes, not sometimes, we all do have what we need. But it it takes us to recognize mm-hmm. That we actually have that, and what we don't see, we have access to. 
in Christ Jesus. You, so that's me. I, what about you, Swan? For me, it's like <clears throat> coverance. Like I know that I can do all things through God who strengthens me and, and being covered every day. Like you said, when you wake up in the morning, you know you're covered by the blood. Yeah. Like it's like a, a safe a safe zone for me. Like I know that um, no matter what I face, I'm covered. And I, most people say I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. A lot of people do say that, but I know I'm covered. I say I'm covered by the blood every day. It's, it's no matter what I face. I know that greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I am covered. His blood dwells in me. His spirit dwells in me. So that's why he's not my coverings. That's It's a protection thing for me. Protection, so. that's good. I like that. What's yeah. up with you, Latera? What yeah, you that's think? real good. For me, um, just even looking up the word lose, there was something that stood out to me because, of course, I love words and just looking up the meaning of it. And so when I looked up the word lose, it said that to lose something, it means to have something or someone taken away from us. Mm to have something or someone taken away from us. And it just made me think of, you know, people, and I don't even talk for my, talk about myself. Like, there was a season, I've been in my house seven years, I was in my apartment for one, so eight and a half years ago, almost nine, there was a season that many years ago where I was homeless for 10 months. Mm. Like, literally did not have anywhere to stay. Mm. And... In that season, I thought that I would never have my own place again. I literally thought that I would never have my own home. Mm. Like, I never would have thought that God would have replaced what I had. Because I was so broken in that season, especially how it happened um, for me to even end up homeless. Um so for me in that season, I lost something because it says to lose something or someone. So in that season, I lost something. And I went, even in that season, I was homeless. Y'all, my car completely stopped working. So I went from being homeless to not having a car. Wow. Like I was, I was broken relationships in my family. Like I was, I kept losing things in that season. Yeah. It was a season where God had completely stripped everything away. And y'all, the craziest thing ever was... Before I even entered into that season, a prophet prophesied over me in church and said it was we were going into that new year. He said, your word for this year is new. He said, God said your word is new. He said, everything that that you're about to enter into is going to be new. He said, you're going to have a new wardrobe, a new car, a new place to stay. Everything about me was going to be new. And y'all, I didn't understand that it was going to take me losing everything to get the new. And so I lost so much stuff. And when God blessed me um, after 10 months with my own apartment, y'all, the first night that I got into my apartment, I stretched out on the floor and I cried like a baby Mm. because I had lost so much. Mm. And sometimes when we lose, when, when you talk about the blood will never lose its power, that type of power leads you into a place of victory. Like in one season, you may feel like I just lost everything. But God is like, no, you never lose. In me, you always win. In me, there's always victory. It may look like you're losing right now in the natural because it's all you see in your natural eyes. But the word that was for me was new. Mm. It didn't look new because right now it looked, (laughs) at that moment, it looked hopeless. Mm -hmm. It looked helpless. 
But God was like, no, I'm setting you up for victory because you, because you're covered by my blood, you never lose. And so that was me losing things. But even with us losing people, the Bible says that, that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Yeah. So like, even with me losing my granddad this year, for me, that was a very, very hard uh, death. Like I never grieved death that hard. I can't, I can't ever remember grieving someone that hard. But when I think about it, because the blood will never lose its power, I did not lose my granddad. Yeah. Um, I will see him again, right. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's what it means to me to never lose. Yeah. Um, that, that That's the hope we have in Christ, right? To know that even those who have, those who have passed on, if they mm -hmm. are in, they knew Christ, we will see them again. So that's good. Yeah. So even yeah. with, I just want to say just even with, with losing things or with losing people, like when you think about losing things, like whether it may have been a car getting repossessed or a house just being homeless, like whatever you may lose that's uh what's the word? Material. Uh, materialistic, like material things, whatever you may lose, God can all those things, God will give it back to you. And then when he gives it back to you, it'll be better than what it was when you had it. Because the place that I was staying in, <laughs> I promise you, the apartment that he moved me into, y'all, it was my dream apartment. Like, every time I would pass those apartments, I would say, man, if I ever lived in an apartment, I would want to live in those apartments. I would always say that, not knowing that I was speaking something <laughs> into existence. Like, literally, like, I was speaking, I was praying to God, and he was like, okay, I'm going to answer that prayer. Mm -hmm. Not even knowing it would even be something that I could afford. Nice. Because <laughs> it wasn't something that was... Like it, it was, it was a good amount of money, mm -hmm. but I never would have thought that it would have been something that I could afford. Right. And God was like, I got you because the place that you left, I promise you what, what's ahead is going to be so much better. I, I would have mm -hmm. never dreamed of living in a place like that. And God was like, I got you. And then even for me being there, it was just temporary. It was just for, cause I signed a 14 month lease. It was just temporary. God was like, I'm gonna hold you here. For 14 months but I, I got a house for you like i'm gonna take mm -hmm. you from glory to glory mm -hmm. and so we we don't lose and so somebody may be in a season right now where they have lost things or they have lost people but because of 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 who he is and because we're in him and because of the blood of jesus we never lose and i know even you swan and, and you amber like amber you lost your grandma and then swan mm -hmm. with you losing your dad like we we grieve that, yeah. But because of who Jesus is and because of the blood of Jesus, we 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 don't lose. Absolutely, and I know with regarding my grandmother, that was hard just because, just how the last two years with COVID, we couldn't really see her that much. I I hadn't hugged my grandmother. I don't mm. think since before COVID. I may, I think I might have been able to hug her that last time I was able to see her in person inside of the nursing home, but I don't remember being able to hug her. And so it, and I truly believe that is what made things so much worse for her because she had to be in isolation. She had to, and it just made her situation, which was always uh, her health, which already wasn't that great. It just de deteriorated so much quicker. So yes, that just. It, that made her passing so much worse. But yes, we just, even talking to y'all about it and y'all encouraged me so much in that. It was really hard to see. It's really, it's been harder to see my mom grieve through that 
but just trying to keep her encouraged and keep myself encouraged that that what we see as loss on this side it's for her her gain even for my grandmother she didn't lose anything she she lost this world but she just gained brand new life which she so deserved because she went through so much on this side of heaven she went through so much and she deserved so much better and now she does have so much better so i do find I do find a lot of peace in that knowing she is healed completely mm -hmm. and she is with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But just going back a little bit, when you were talking about the material things, Leteria, it just brought to my mind too. Sometimes we're so, we can be so afraid of losing something, we won't let go of it. God may even be calling us to let go of some things. And I'm even seeing that in, my, in the season I'm in now, like if I just loosen my grip, no, I cannot lose in him. He won't disappoint me. But I, I'm so just focused or headstrong or whatever this thing is. This looks so good and shiny here. But I don't, I'm don't. i so focused on this. I can't see what God is doing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like God said, yeah, that present looks good. But I got something even bigger for you. Whatever it is you're, you're holding on to. So if, God, if you feel like God is leading you or prompting you to let go of something or to cut ties with someone or whatever it is that is going to cause a what will feel like a loss, trust him. Because again, you will never lose with him. So whatever it is he's calling you out of or telling you to loosen your grip of, trust that he it is for your good, that he can't and won't harm you. He won't lead you into any harm and he can't sin against you. So whatever he's asking of you, it is not, it can't be but for anything but your good. He can't hurt you. He can't harm you. Mm -hmm. Even if it does hurt, it is not to harm you. So that's just just to encourage anyone, because I know that's where I've been. I've done things like even small purchases. I, I rushed to do it instead of asking the Holy Spirit. When if I would have asked the Holy Spirit, I could save so much money. If I would have waited a week or something, I could have got this on sale or something like that. Even little things like that. So, yeah. And even even when thinking about what you just said, um, when when I can remember like people telling me that they lost a loved one and because I hadn't experienced grief in the way that I did with my grandfather, I could not understand mm -hmm. why they were grieving the way they did. Like it used to bother me when I would see people make posts and say happy heavenly birthday. And I'm like, they're not having a birthday. Like it would bother me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, why are people making posts like that? Like I could not understand it. I couldn't comprehend some of the, some of the things I, I couldn't comprehend. Like, why are they going to the graveyard to, visit the grave like that I could like all of those things I couldn't I just couldn't understand like months later I'm like well why is this still bothering them months later because I had not lost someone mm -hmm. and it bothered me like that so even when we say that the blood will never lose its power like you may have lost someone or something but because God allowed you to go through a season like that you have come out with power mm -hmm. absolutely like we've come out with power now to be able to go and minister to others, to help yeah. others, to oh, comfort yeah. others. And the Bible says that we overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb. That's the blood that will never lose its power. Amen. And the word of our testimony. Amen. Now I have a testimony about grief. Mm -hmm. Or now Amen. my testimony has grown because of what I lost in the past. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen God restore. And because I've recovered all. So it's like, yeah. I lost some things. I've lost some people, um, but I have power. I have power to overcome the enemy. I have power now to minister to people more effectively because now I can um, 
I can sympathize with them. I now have more empathy because of what I've been through and what I'm walking through. And so we may be walking through some rough situations and some rough seasons, but look at the power yeah. that, we're, that we're walking out with. That's good. It is good. I agree. Like what you're saying, like when when you experience a loss, either the death or materialistic things, when you have lost a lot, when you do get things back, like with me, like when I was um, <clears throat> down and out we, uh, about a couple of years ago, about five or six years ago, before we moved back to Montgomery, because we've been back to Montgomery about five or six years now, we had to live with my parents. And so it might be more than that now because my dad been died, been dead for four years. So it's been longer than that, probably eight years now. Anyway, however long we've been back here. So we lost a lot. And then I think that God had to humble me in that experience because I had got above myself, but I forgot who gave me everything I had. Yeah. And so, like, I used to say, I never go back to Tuskegee unless I'm eating out of pork and bean can. Like, it was, like, bad. Like, I used to down where I came from mm-hmm. and not be, um, not, you know, be proud of the heritage of Tuskegee. Just mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a poor town. I don't want to go back. You know, I never go back. I'm out like Montgomery is an upgrade. I mean, it is, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but that was my mentality back then. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I lost everything. Like, literally everything. Like, I was homeless until my dad and my mom said I, we could move in with them. You know what I'm saying? And we lived with them for like four or five years. And then, like, when he replenished things and, and, and opened doors because he knew that my dad was going to pass away. He knew all the stuff beforehand. He knew I had to be out of that house and move back to Montgomery and in my own space in order for me to be able to grieve and grow and things like that. And so it's just like the blood, it never loses. Like, he always re- reminded me of how faithful he is, yeah. like, and how good he is and how I just call on him that he will be there to support and even when I did get, like, all the things I went through during the pandemic, when I lost my job, didn't have no income coming in, he still kept us. Like, mm-hmm. nothing was shed off. Nothing was cut off. My bank account was, like, overflowing more than it had ever overflowed before. And until this day, I said, my household shall never lack again. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. Like, I tell my best friend, I, my, my, my savings can't get under 2000 I'm uncomfortable when my savings get under 2000 mm-hmm. And best friend be like, oh, we're going to fix this. Like, it's, it's just something that I, the relationship that I have with him, I feel like it, it never loses. As long as I call on you, as long as I stay in a secret place with you, you, you know where I am. You know what the enemy try to use when I feel like lack is trying to come over me. But I know you said I, I, we should never lack. Right. And so it's just, it's just a powerful moment when you have a relationship with God. And I believe, like I said, it's a protection thing for me. Yes. It's, it's covering. The blood is always there. Mm-hmm. Even if when I'm, I'm feeling down and out or even in my sleep when I'm scared, when I have fear and nightmares, I'm covered by the blood. Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing that you can do to me that God has not already prepared me to face you with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's good. That's Speaking of, like, all of our stories and just listening to all of our testimonies, what are, like, some anchor scriptures in the Bible that you have like anchored yourself to or just held so close in your heart of some people who went through some things, but you saw in that passage passage of scripture that they didn't lose. I'll say, um, one, one story I really like is when, um, Jesus and the disciples were going across. What's the, the sea? The Galilee. Galilee. Yeah. They were going and it was right before, I believe it, it was, it was a bad storm. It was right before they got to the, um, the man who was in um, the graveyards and the catacombs. And so he, it was a really bad storm. We all know this story. It's a really bad storm. And Jesus was knocked out. 
the disciples were panicking, but Jesus was like, I'm I'm chilling. I'm I'm going to sleep. I'm tired. Like how I feel right now. <laughs> no, but he was like, I am tired. I'm going to sleep. And the disciples were panicking. The storm came and they woke him up like, yo, you ain't going to get up. You don't see the storm. You still sleeping. And Jesus was like, come on now. And we know he said, peace be still. And the, the storm ceased. But just in that moment, if like, of course, they could see Jesus, but we don't. <laughs> We don't see Jesus, right, in the physical when we have our storms come. So I could see how they and why they were panicked. I sympathize with the disciples, honestly. Like, I get how they could be panicking. Mm-hmm. I get how you can be like, yo, we finna capsize. We finna, I'm about to drown. Yo, this ain't the plan. You said you was finna come through and, and get Caesar up out of here, but now we finna drown in a storm or something. So I just, I, it looked like, from the outside, it looked like they were all about to lose. It looked like the devil had them, right, in this terrible storm on this boat in the middle of the of the um sea. But Jesus was like, y'all done see me heal this, these people. Y'all done see me feed thousands. Like, you done see me do all of this, and you're going to question it. And so what I also love about that, too, is that Jesus actually just remained steep. And had they not woken him up, they still would have made it safely. Like, Jesus did not have to calm the storm. If Jesus didn't wake up and do anything, we can see from that he actually did not have to calm the storm. So that just that can even be a a word for us like, okay, this storm, even though I can be begging God, please stop this. It does not have to stop for God to still be faithful. Right. So I I just I, I think that's a great story where it just it looked like from all sides, oh, this is it. I'm done. It's waves over here. It's rain coming from the sky and it's water up under me. It's water everywhere. It's everywhere. Like I'm surrounded. So, you know, and it really, it looked like yeah. it was over, but it wasn't. Yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded. Yeah. Surrounded come on now. Come yeah. on. Come on now. That's the song. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I would say my boy Abraham. So we're going to go with, uh, you know, him and Sarah. They had their little infertility struggles. And then God opened her womb and blessed them. And then, like the sacrifice, like when he he he, they went and he put you know built the altar for him to put Isaac on there to mm-hmm. put him on there, and just and then the ram was in the bush. God always had something. You might think you losing, mm-hmm. but you had to go through that storm. Mm-hmm. You have to go through that loss to come out on the other side because it's always a ram in the bush. On, and I was like, come on, best friend, you, I know it's something out there. I'm just gonna wait. I gotta go through the process. I gotta go through the pruning. I gotta go through the pressing. I got to be purified, mm-hmm. but at the end, I'm going to come out. I ain't going to smell like smoke. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sworn and it's going to be me and you. I kiss the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it is. That did look like he about to lose. And he was going to have, Abraham was going to have to do the chopping up. He was going to have to like, listen. him and Sarah going to go ahead and kill my child and I've been waiting. I'm going to And Isaac said, daddy. I see the wood. I see the fire. But where, where is the sacrifice? What did you finna do? That's what I said. What like, did you do? And just, the light bulb just went out like, oh, I am the sacrifice. Wait a minute. So, yeah. But that's, that's, that's my story. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Even when you started off, you, you, you talked about how it meant to you um, that that the to never lose meant to never lack anything. Mm-hmm. And even in that scripture, that's when God is first um call Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. Um the Lord that, shall provide. Yes, that he shall provide, that he's our provider, which means I will never lack anything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's good that you you know him as that. Um and and listen, the only way you can know God as something, you have to try him. 
and you mm-hmm. have to be tried yeah mm-hmm. um to know him as something mm-hmm. to know he's gonna protect me in the storm to know like yes it's water coming out the sky and it's water <laughs> under me but you're gonna protect me in this yes. you have to be tried and you have to try him in order to know that to know that you will not lack nothing you have to go without and have no money to see, listen, I'm still not gonna lack nothing. Y'all, in that season when I was homeless, I had an auntie, y'all, the craziest thing ever. And I'm gonna get to my story when it oh, just hit me. Girl, craziest ahead. thing ever, y'all. I'm homeless, but my nails was done. Come on. Because girl. my auntie would call me every two weeks and she'd be like, baby girl, I'm going to the nail shop. Um, come on out here with your auntie. And I'm like, lady, what I need is money. I don't need you to keep getting my nails done. <laughs> like, do you not understand? She knew I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't got, I'm living out of a suitcase. Like, are you serious right now? Come get my nails done. But God will take you through something and you won't even look like what, you what you're going through or oh, look man. like what you've been through. It reminds me of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm-hmm. being thrown in the, in the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says they came out and they didn't smell like smoke uh-huh. so even in that season i didn't smell like smoke i didn't i mean it was Once. a funky season mm-hmm. but i didn't smell like it with an end listen <laughs> i didn't look like it because you would have looked at me and said well what you mean you homeless? you got your nails done what are you mm-hmm. talking about that's why now y'all i be real i'm real cautious about homeless people especially now in montgomery it's, they they're it everywhere is, it's bad, but yeah. I'm super cautious about how they look because they could have an auntie like I had that said, baby, come on, let's go get your nails done. Like, you may be homeless, but let's go get your nails done. They could have an aunt like I did. Like, yeah, your nails could be done, but that doesn't mean that you're not homeless because I don't know who could be doing this one thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I just wanted to say that. But my story, I actually have two stories. And one of them, it actually starts with the story in the storm in mm-hmm. Mark chapter five, it's the word Jesus told them before they got on the, on the boat, he said, let's go to the other side. He told them we're going to the other side, mm-hmm. which meant the word of the Lord is we're going to make it to the other side. Amen. So what God said in the beginning is going to happen. Yes. They got into a storm on the boat, but he said, we're going to the other side, mm-hmm. which means to me, I don't care what happens in the in-between. I have to always go back to the word that God gave me in the beginning. And I have to constantly remind myself that when I'm in the midst of something, sometimes you guys, my storm don't look like uh, rain and water up under me. My storm looks like, uh, God, am I being punished for what I'm doing right now? God, did I really hear you correctly? God, am I doing the right thing? Am I saying yeah. the right, right thing? God, is there some type of sin in my life? Like, that's what my storm looks like. That's how the enemy gets me. That's my wind. That's my waves. That's that's the water coming out of the sky. That's what my storm is. And I have to go back. What did God say? He said such and such and such and such, which means I'm going to get to the other side. 
Because on the other side of this storm, there is a man, there is a woman, there is a child in the graveyard fighting for their life. And I have to get to the other side yeah. because I have an anointing for deliverance. Right. My, my, my. But right now in the midst of the storm, the enemy is trying to confuse me. He's trying to distract me. He's trying to deter me. He's trying to make me feel like I'm about to die. But I know what God said. Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of the things is I got to go back to what God said. I have to always go back to the word. So like that's one of my anchor um, scriptures in the Bible. What did God say? Yeah. <laughs> we got a friend, Ty. Yeah. His ministry friend of the is, podcast. Listen, listen. <laughs> His ministry is what, what did, did God, God say? say? Yeah. And I have to always go back to what did God really say to me in the beginning? And sometimes I have to write it down because I already know. Like, devil, you fixing to fight me for the word that God gave me. Mm -hmm. Because you know, when I stand still on mm -hmm. this word, mm -hmm. it's, it's somebody on the other side of this waiting on me. Absolutely. And sometimes the enemy will make you go through a storm to mm -hmm. try to make you quit. Because yes. just because he does not want you to get to the person or the thing on the other side, that man on the other side of the storm thousands of demons on the inside of him yes. that he needed to be delivered from. Yes. And the Bible says Jesus spoke one word to thousands of demons. The, demons, the one word was go. Mm -hmm. That's all Jesus said was go. That means that when I get to the other side of this, my, my worst battle was in the storm. Mm -hmm. When I get to the other side, it's going to be easy. It's going to be go time. Listen, it's going to be easy. And that's where some mm -hmm. of us are right now. We're in the storm and the storm is the fight of our life. Do not give up in the storm. My, my, my. Because when you get to the other side, it's going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be easy. And Jesus said, go. And it blessed me because at the end, the Bible says that that man was sitting and clothed in his right mind, just sitting there and said, when people walked up on him, they didn't even notice who he was. Mm -hmm. Like, look completely different. Like, there's so much attached to the middle piece. It's so much attached to it. Another story that blessed me is uh, Stephen. In the book of Acts, like when you think about death, uh, Stephen in the book of Acts, yeah. like you think about yeah. Stephen ministering the gospel, Stephen doing what he's supposed to do, Stephen being an awesome leader, just sharing the good news of God and people stoning him. Yeah. Mm. Like sometimes we feel like people throwing rocks at us. Mm -hmm. We feel like we're, we're being battered and bruised and all of this. And the Bible says that as Stephen stood and declared what, what thus said the Lord, he saw the heavens open up. Yeah. And, and the Lord, <laughs> Jesus standing up to, to, to welcome him home. You know, like sometimes I feel like, God, I'm doing what you told me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm sharing your word. I'm preaching and teaching. I'm leading. I feel like people just throwing stones at me. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'm down here getting beat up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can imagine Jesus standing up smiling at me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are two passages of scripture that just really they anchor me they bring me back to yeah. where i'm supposed to be that's mm -hmm. good that's good that's a, a story about steve i don't hear talked about that often that is a very mm -hmm. powerful story mm -hmm. a very powerful in the bible so yeah um that's just even um recently i was at a retreat and i um and i had i had a quick short prayer i said lord if there's anyone i could pray for i would like to do that and at the end of he always does that at the very end too. Gave me the opportunity to pray for two um two people. And one of the people I, I prayed for, sweet young uh not young one, I think we're the same age, but young woman. She um is in ministry as well. 
And I just one of and I and when the Holy Spirit prays through me, I really don't remember too much. But one of the things I remember praying over her is that people are going to hate you for what you are doing for God because she is. What I remember the Lord saying, she is such a light. She is such a she. She stood up. She was the one that said, "Okay, before we go, we're gonna pray." Because the what this program I'm in is not based in ministry. It's not Christian or anything like that. It's um professional. And so, but she had even though I know the Lord, it was other other pastors I met. She was the one that stood up and said, "Okay, we're gonna pray." And so she she's the one that took that step out in faith and said, "I'm going to acknowledge God in all of this. I know that we had our fun, but I'm going to be the one to acknowledge God." And it was so inspiring. I was so honored to be able to pray for her. But I just remember, like, I was like, I've never prayed this over anyone. So when I said, people are going to hate you for what you do. I was like, ooh. And I have to be careful, too. And I and I love hearing from both you, um, Laterica and Swan, when y'all talk about, I get to learn about the prophetic more from you guys because I'm, I'm not in that office. I just can't flow in it sometimes. But just being bold and speaking what God is speaking through you to people. But I say that to say what you were talking about with Stephen, you're going to be hated. You're going to be martyred. You're going to have stones thrown at you, but you have to stand, still stand in that, stand up in that and know that Jesus is standing for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Jesus is commending you. <clears throat> Jesus is cheering you on. Jesus is giving you that strength. Mm-hmm. And even remembering those stones aren't even really meant for you. They are meant for Jesus. Mm-hmm. This isn't your battle. So just, I was just, that just really encouraged and blessed me when I was just, just to be used in that way and just to um know her even and see her light and be inspired by her. So yeah, that's all I wanted to that's say real on good. that. Mm-hmm. That's real good. Even with you just saying, God, give me someone to pray for. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's power. When we talk about the blood on the devil loses power, like, ain't no way you're going to walk into an atmosphere on your own and... and in your own strength, ask for somebody to pray for. There, We can't do anything outside of his power. Like, we need his yeah. power. Yes. I'll never forget in the book of Acts, you know, the seven sons of Sceva saying, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Who are like, you, you really don't want to go into battle. <laughs> who is you? I love that verse. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you really don't want to go into battle without yeah, power. Right? You really don't want to go into battle without the blood <laughs> of Jesus. No. Like you, that's something you don't want to do because the enemy gonna be like, "Oh, I know Jesus, and I and I I know your pastor. If your pastor got some power, mm. but who are you? You gotta have your own power. Absolutely. You gotta have the blood covering you for yourself. Not not saying, "Oh, I know the blood cover my mama. I know it cover my daddy. But is it covering you? Mm. Like, have you said yes? Is it covering you? We gotta have our own relationships and and build our foundation with Him for ourselves yeah. and. Even for those of us who are there, and we have family members that aren't there, like we need, we can cover them. Mm-hmm. We can, we can truly cover them. We need to be covering them with the blood of Jesus. There's power in covering our households with the blood. It reminds me in the book of Exodus, like when God told them to go kill a lamb, and you take that blood and you put it over the doorpost of your mm-hmm. house, and when the death angel passes through, when he sees the blood. He will pass over your house. There were children in those houses. There were aunties and uncles and cousins and nieces and nephews and grandparents in those houses. Mm. But because someone in that house put the blood up, Mm -hmm. what was supposed to kill, destroy, it passed them over. Mm -hmm. And so we have the power and the authority to apply the blood of Jesus over our families. Yeah. And that's something that we need to be doing. Like we, God has given us the power and the authority to do it. And we need to take that seriously. It doesn't matter yeah. if our family members are in another state. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. In another country, mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus reaches. Mm-hmm. It reaches wherever we are. If, if there if there's someone that we feel like uh, their pres- uh, prestige is, and we put them up on a high pedestal, or even us when we have our high moments, mm-hmm. like we're God. Oh, oh, we feel like we're soaring. The blood is gonna reach us up there. Mm-hmm. Even on when we mountain. feel low. Yes, that's the mountain. <laughs> when we feel low and we feel depressed. Um, when we feel like God, I, I, this is this is really a tough moment. It's going to reach down there too. There's no place that the blood of Jesus cannot reach us or our family members. There's no place that, that the blood can't be applied. That's good. And so we need to always, always apply the blood of Jesus in every situation and in every circumstance. So with all of that being said, what, what do you guys think the blood has done for you? Everything. You go first on that one. I'm gonna give that to you. <laughs> oh man, I, it's just hard to break down. Like it, it covers, it keeps me like in perfect peace. Like mm. I know that long as I got King Jesus, okay, okay. Jesus. I don't need long nobody else. Hey. Like that's just how I feel. Like even when I'm like frustrated with my husband, frustrated with my friend, frustrated with myself, as long as I got Jesus, like he is my happy space. And, I mean, when I tell y'all the like the relationship, the the love I have, like I love my real friends and my husband, my family hard. I love Jesus even like more. Like it's unexplainable. Like the 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 awe I am in, in with him. And so yeah, it's just he amazing to me. Like I every I I catch myself like when I pray, I just be smiling. I just be like I be in a in a in a moment of just like I don't know. It's just pure love, innocent love with him. And so. Yeah. yeah, he keeps me covered from day to day. Amen. Amen. I'm letting Terrica go next on this. You can't answer your question, I guess. Yeah, I was got <laughs> it. I agree with Swan. It keeps me covered, um, but I also want to say that it it fights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of um when of the story of Cain and Abel, when Cain killed Abel, and God said in that scripture. That your brother's blood is speaking. Mm. <laughs> like the blood of Jesus, blood speaks. Mm-hmm. Like blood has the, the ability to the speak. Blood, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus' blood right now is speaking for me. Oh wow. It's speaking on my behalf. If if Abel's blood can speak, how much more power does the blood of Jesus have? Yeah. So his blood is speaking for me. His blood is fighting for me. That when when Satan goes into the courts of heaven and he tries to accuse me of something, and you know what, some of the stuff he might be saying, I did do, you know, and you know, I, I probably know I did. I probably did. You know, <laughs> I did it. You know, I probably did some of the stuff he said I did. But when he goes to accuse me, because that's who he is, he's an accuser. When he goes to accuse me, and Jesus is, excuse me, God is sitting on the throne, and Jesus is standing there being my advocate. Jesus is like, um, uh, the blood of Jesus is on Leterica. Mm-hmm. So because of the blood, um, we're going to go ahead and dismiss this, this and just Come throw on, this dismiss. out. <laughs> throw it out. <laughs> like, we're going to dismiss this and throw this case mm-hmm. out because, yeah, what he's saying is true. Yeah, she did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did slash the lady ties. She Ooh, did. Smash that <laughs> yeah, she Good. did bust that man one of his car. Yes, she did. <laughs> Yes, she did tell some lies, you know, back in the day. Yes, she did. Yeah, yes, she did. She did, yeah. 
she probably was a stoler too back in the day. A stoler. A stoler, you know. <laughs> she she did some things, you know. Stole. He probably, yes, she was a fornicator. Yes, she Stole. was. She was in them streets, you know, back in the day. Bang, bang. He got this list, you know. He probably some stuff I did today too, you know. I don't know. She got real mad today in the drive-thru line because she's standing that line for 35 minutes. And then when she got up to the window, they told her that the machine was down. Like, why y'all ain't come outside and tell us that while we sat in this line? There are some things he could say about me. Yeah. But when he does, the blood of Jesus speaks for me. Yeah. And yeah. even my, even the people that Satan is using in the earth realm, mm-hmm. they try to go and say and do and conjure up stuff about me. The blood of Jesus is like, if you don't leave her alone, <laughs> like... Back and that purse without cause. Listen, listen. He's like, if you if you leave that one right there alone, because mm-hmm. the blood is on her, and because of that, it's speaking for her. Like you, what you meant for evil, mm-hmm. I turned it around for her good. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting for her. I have commissioned the angels on her assignment. There's great works upon her. She has favor with God and with man. Yeah. And you may have tried to go before someone and say something negative about her and sway and manipulate it. Their opinion about her, but when she walked into the room, there was something radiating off of her. Yeah. It was the blood. Yeah. So he I have seen him fight for me. I have seen him be my advocate. I've seen him go ahead of me into situations before I even got there. Mm-hmm. He fights for me. He's my warrior. Amen. Amen. That's good. That was good, y'all. Yeah. Okay. I've I've been having to sit here and think. This one is deep for me. Um so the blood, and I have to bring the cross in with this too, but the blood, so the Lord had, had to tell me because I, I struggle with the religious spirit and I struggle with striving, trying to get the Lord to do for me, trying to do good works to get him to do for me. And what the Lord had to tell me was it is his job to clean me up. Mm-hmm. So it is the blood that cleanses me. Yes, God. It's, it is, oh, I don't want to get emotional, but it is, it is the blood of Jesus that justifies me. I ain't trying to cut you off, Amber, oh. but I wish the audience could see someone over here banging mouth about that. One. <laughs> like I think that thing <laughs> felt good. It felt good. I, 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 I try to keep ooh, go, go, go ahead. It, it like really because I struggle heavily, and I'm realizing that how much I still struggle with with condemnation, and I have to remember once I have repented of whatever it is, once I have laid it at the cross. The Lord said he remembers it no more. He forgives me and remembers it no more for a reason because that is the truth. Mm-hmm. He cleanses me. So like even with some things I was even struggling with this past week. And when I said I didn't want to do it but ended up doing it anyway. It's because I forgot to include Jesus in it. In my striving to not do it. I was like okay God I'm not going to do it. But ended up doing it anyway. I forgot to ask him God can you help me not to do this. Mm-hmm. And when I finally did ask him. It just, it's like it, it was never a big deal. So just the blood, I have to remember the blood of Jesus cleanses me. It's what prunes me. It's what strips away everything that's unlike him and makes me more into his image to look more like the re- of reflection of Christ. And then just bringing like the cross, whatever I am carrying needs to be on that. So I, I've been carrying these works. I've been carrying this like, oh, I know God. I know God says he forgives me, but I keep battling with, but I still did it. I knew better. I knew better. No, it don't matter if you knew better, if you still did it. Like you, you had to, I did not include the cross. I did not include the blood of Jesus when I was trying to free myself from this or trying not to do something or saying like saying, I know better you, I cannot 
not sin. I cannot not stumble and fall. I cannot do anything of the Lord without the Lord. So just for me, the blood is freedom. <laughs> it's freedom. It's Amen. freedom from works, freedom from condemnation, freedom from sin. It's freedom from me. <laughs> Lord have mercy, because I am the biggest test I've ever dealt with. I, me just dealing with Amber and my emotions and how much I, how much healing I need in my soul. That is just the who Lord. So yeah, so that's what the blood is and has done for me. Amen. That blessed me. I yeah. I felt like ending this thing like a Baptist preacher. Oh, yeah. I had to hold that thing. I red blood. Oh, 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 wash it, wash it. Wash it, wash it. No, listen, listen, listen. I felt I'm like go ahead and close this thing like oh, an old Baptist oh, preacher. Do the benediction. Amen. Amen. That's the only red blood Amen. that can wash you and make you whiter than snow. My, my, my. Listen, listen. Somebody else's blood, you're going to be red with them. Man, but that blood will cleanse you, purify yeah. you, sanctify you, mm. and set you free. Yeah. Nothing but the blood. Absolutely. And it's simpler than I know for me, it's simpler than what I'm allowing it to be. Mm-hmm. Like I keep like in my mind, oh I gotta make sure I do this or don't do this. Or I gotta pray this way. But it's just it's a simple ask Jesus, help me please. Can you help me? I'm this is what I'm struggling with, Lord. And this is what I've done. I'm, I need you to help me to not, or help me to understand, or help me to overcome. Just ask. Just ask him. Just, who? I, just ask God. He says, you have not because you ask not. Just mm-hmm. ask him. That's all he wants you to do. He wants your heart. So in asking, that is showing your heart. Ask him and allow him to do what he was already trying to do in the first place. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to stop because that really just, this week, uh, that's just what my week has been, just allowing God to be God, pretty much. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. Well, we are grateful for the blood. Yes, absolutely. We're grateful for the power of the blood. Wonder working power. Yes. The blood of the Lamb. And we want to hear how that blood covers you. Yes. How you walk that thing out. Come on now. Talk to us. Yes. Let us know how the blood has changed your life, how you have seen God's power move in your life, or even how you might be in any kind of need, if you need any prayer, if you are have any doubts. I struggle with that. Have any doubts about anything. Just let us know. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. If you have any specific prayer requests, you can always directly message us or you can email us at Truth and Grace Podcast at gmail.com um, of course always follow us on instagram at truth and grace podcast and on, on facebook as well truth and grace podcast we are here we want to hear from y'all we love y'all we thank y'all for rocking with us for nine weeks into our second season it's been a good season Woo-hoo. we got oh we got a birthday coming up yes. next week wait 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 before oh, we God. jump to next <laughs> week today Thank y'all. Yes, it's, I'm 29. My last year, my 20s. I'm excited. It's gonna be a good year. What you gonna do, girl? 
I'm going out of town. I'm gonna get out of here for a little while. I gotta go. I gotta take a break. Don't get out of here. But this I'm excited. But this is gonna be the best year of my twenties. And the best year of my life so far. Amen. Yet. We stayed in agreement. It gets better I'm each trying year. to remember 29. I don't even. <laughs> I don't oh. remember it. <laughs> I don't want to remember 29. I know what I was. But you know what? <laughs> I was 28 when I bought my house, too. Amen. 28 is a good year. Yeah. Oh, I was 28 Amen. when I bought my Amen. house. Come to think of it. But I don't. 29 was a blur. You were blessed. Well, you know. So, yeah. But you're going to remember your. I'm going to remember 29. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to go out of tw- tw- year 20s. With a bang. So that's mm-hmm. what I would do. I'm going to do something this year. I don't know what it's going to be. Can't buy another house. But well, we're going to see what it is. Mm-hmm. New car, new something. something. It don't even have new to be something anything that's... materialistic. Just, yeah. just oh. allowing God to do what he do needs to do is. and have his way. I, yeah, I think yeah. this, this is going to be a year of great healing. Yeah. Amen. Because that's what I ask for peaks in my, in my, for my birthday. So yeah. healing never be good. Um, yeah. If the Lord do that, I look, you can't, you ain't got to do nothing else. <laughs> Amen. Amen, though. But it's so going to be good. happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Yay, I thank y'all. Thank Amber. Y'all. All right. Well, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in, and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and share on the Truth and Grace podcast, Instagram, and Facebook pages. And don't forget to tell a friend.